Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. A podcast where we share with you great insights about everything family from over 30 years of parenting seven kids and over a decade of equipping parents through our Crazy Cool Family ministry. So let us inspire and equip you to build your best family. Hey guys, so glad you're here with us today in season six as we talk about relationships. And remember, if you're going to follow Crazy Cool Family, you need another five types of relationships in your home. Parent to God, marriage, parent to kid, kid to kid, kid to God. And today we're going to talk about kid to kid. Hi, Suzanne. Welcome. (laughs) Yeah, we're super excited today because we have Madeline with us. And as we talk about our One topics, of those siblings. yes, siblings. Um, we like to say crazy cool family mm. siblings as best friends, but we're just going to talk about the sibling relationship. And to kind of go along with our um, our questions coming in theme, if you have any questions for crazy cool family about parenting or any of the relationships Don mentioned, then you can email those questions in to info at crazy cool family. And so we're going to answer a few more of those today. And we're going to have Madeline ask him, but then we might even ask her some questions because right now she has a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old, and they are constantly working on their sibling relationship, wouldn't you say? Yes, every day. (laughs) (laughs) With every interaction they have with each other. One minute they're loving each other, the next minute they're fighting each other. And so she is living the dream when it comes to siblings getting along. So here we go. (laughs) There <laughs> we go. All right. Well, I'm going to be the interviewer and they are the interviewees. Um, and so just to start off, how did you guys help? So just start off just to testify me and I'm one of seven, as you all know, if you followed us, follow us on any platform, but we are all actually best friends. Like we really like each other. Um, us seven, not just like we have to, but like we actually want to be together and spend time with each other and talk to each other on the phone and hang out with each other. And when I think about who are my best friends, pretty much all of us would say, yes, we have very close other friends, but our main best friends are each other. Um, so they did it. They figured it out. And so we're going to kind of pick their brains and see how they did that along the years, over the years, because <laughs> it was a lot of years of doing what I'm doing. Um, so mom and dad, how did you guys help um, us siblings be best friends? What were some of the ways you did that? I, I think, first of all, what I would say to parents is we were blessed, I would say year five, six, somewhere in our marriage, you know, where we had young kids and someone said, your siblings can be best friends. And we were like, no way. I mean, literally, we looked at each other like, you're kidding me. Because, you know, <clears throat> Suzanne probably experienced Because it, it didn't feel like that. <laughs> it didn't feel like that. <laughs> In the daily school. interactions with them, like, are you sure? It didn't feel possible that that would Exactly. Well, because the poor little girls, well, they I were. I would say it's not just because of that. It's because it's not what, I mean, Suzanne, like I said, grew up with a little bit more than I did. It didn't it wasn't didn't happen in my world i didn't see it happen in other people's worlds and the kids i grew up with and so it just wasn't it's like someone else told us your t- teenage rebellion does not have to occur and and i remember going really 
Mm-hmm. I remember going, yeah, I agree. That's a good plan. Yes, I like that. That resonates with me. Just the same thing with your sh- your kids. Canon should be best friends. It's like, yeah, that resonates with me. That makes sense. It made me, like you were referring to, my mom um, was an only child and she wanted to have a bunch of siblings and she wanted my sister and I to have a bunch of siblings, but she could only have us. Um, and so if my if Michelle, my sister and I ever fought, then she would say, stop, you, you guys have each other. I didn't have anybody <laughs> you know? And so from a place of lack, you need to get along and love each other. And so I remember having that in the back of my head, but then as I started to raise my children, I just did not see that being possible. And then someone cast the vision. Yes, your kids can be best friends. They should be best friends. So I would say the first thing is we believed mm-hmm. that they could be best friends. And, and I think parents need to do that is to decide it's going to be a value in your home. I already mm-hmm. see you doing it in your home, Madeline. You're saying, no, you're going to love and trust. And because it's, it is, I believe, the hardest thing we, the, the thing to build, there's almost like a momentum that happens with building the relationships with your, with your siblings, uh, with your kids together that, um, and it's, it, it really is difficult because the world says it shouldn't happen. Yeah. And, and God says it should, that we should all, you know, love each other and have, have, have um, kindness and serve and all that. So um, I'm like, it, it's something you got to really value and go after is the first thing I always tell them. Yeah, that's awesome. So if you've never, parents out there, just to encourage you, maybe you've never seen it before, or maybe it was not how you, it was in your home. Just step first, st- first step. We're just encouraging you to believe that it's possible and have vision for it. That's where they started. And and so then I was just going to add to that. And the practical piece of that is to articulate it and to tell them constantly. I mean, if I would, I wish I could go back and do a word count of how many times we told you guys you're going to be best friends with each other. You know, you will mm-hmm. be best friends. And I feel like it today. You're not treating each other like best friends. You are best friends. You know, don't, <laughs> don't forget your best friends. Remember your best friend. We choose our best friend. I mean, and so just to speak it into their life because... You say it enough, they're going to believe it <laughs> and they're yeah, going to start totally. living it, but we have to articulate it. That's awesome. Yep. That's awesome. And then maybe another thing that I saw y'all do was just provide opportunity for that for us. And so if it was like, hey, can we all have a sleepover in the playroom on a Saturday night? Then it was like, yes, that's a fun thing for y'all to do. Or can we have a movie night? Or can we go outside and play this game or whatever the... We were like, they were fostering opportunity for us to make memories and have fun together to create best friend relationships because, you know, that's what you do with your best friends. You have sleepovers, then you hang out and you do all this fun stuff. And so creating those spaces with your siblings, with our siblings was a place that we, like we mainly just had sleepovers with each other, you know, and hung out with each other and made camping on the trampoline. I remember, you know, coming in at 2 a.m. because we were camping (laughs) on the trampoline, which was such a brilliant idea when you're 10, not such a brilliant idea whenever it's 2 a.m. and you haven't slept at all. But I'm like, that was done with my siblings, not with my best friends, because they were my best friends over the years. Right. So I love, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. So just to create experiences and opportunities to knit your kids together. And so it seems like um, in our world, we make that happen with friends. We make play dates with our friends, but we don't make play dates with our siblings. And so when you, when you treat your kids relationship as a friendship relationship you give it the same attention and um, opportunities to invest in each other as you do with their friendships Mm -hmm. then their sibling relationship will become a friendship well and i want to make sure that i 
clarify that a little bit because some parents may say, well, you're just talking about homeschooling your kids and shielding your kids from all other people. And, you know, like some, there are families that do that. I mean, they're very yeah. in, internally focused. But really, it's kind of like we tell parents to encourage extravagantly and correct carefully. We're not saying don't correct. We're saying be careful, you know, move in the spectrum towards encouragement. In the same way, we're saying this, <clears throat> Your kids will have friends that are the same age yeah. and, and that they run around with it stuff. That's great. Society's gonna do enough of that in school and everything else. What if in your family you make opportunities happen that go against the grain a little bit? You go against the grain and say, Yeah, we're gonna have a sleepover tonight with our siblings or you know, a lot of times you guys had friends of different ages that would come over and mm -hmm. we kinda manufactured that to where, you know, this child would come over with their younger sister and then yeah. this other child comes over with it. So you, you know, and it's gonna be unique to every family, but how do you create opportunities for your siblings to be together? Yeah. Well, so it just made me think about that. Like Madeline had a really good friend, Rachel. And so when Rachel came over, while she was Madeline's friend, she was also Macy's friend. And if they were playing something, then they would scoop Molly in and maybe Mackenzie, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, and so while it was maybe Madeline's friend, because they were the same age, Rachel was everybody's friend. I mean, and Molly had a group of friends that were like that. And, Ma and Michael had a group of friends, the Sparks, that were like that. And mm -hmm. so we had... We had family friends that were the were friends with our family, with yeah. all the kids together. And so you never ran off with just you and Rachel that the siblings were not included. And yeah. I and one of the things that we didn't allow was like, no, just me and her are going to play. And it was like, never. That was like, yeah. no, we're not going to do that. We're all going to play together. We're all here together. And if you can't play, if you can't include your siblings, then we're going to take your friend home because your re relationship with your sibling is more important than your relationship with your friends. Do you remember? Remember that? Yep, totally, all of it. Totally. <laughs> Another thing I was thinking of a super practical thing that we did was we bought um, community toys, if you will, and so it's something that they all had in common, like Dollhouse. Like mm -hmm. the girls all play Dollhouse, so if they got anything for Christmas, they all got a set to the Dollhouse, so that yeah. they all had new furniture for the Dollhouse, you know, <laughs> or or American Girl doll. They all had new accessories for their dolls, so they could all play together. The boys, it was Legos. They or would rescue buy heroes. A rescue heroes. Yeah. Yeah, so we'd get, and so um, that was another thing that we did was we found shared um, things for them to play yeah, with sports. and do. There's another one. I mean, you know, we played basketball together, baseball together, and, uh, you know, things like that, that just looking for ways to connect. I, I think that so often we, um, it's kind of like teenage rebellion, like we were talking about. Well, it's just going to happen, so there's nothing I can do about it. And, and instead, we attack, and we say that, and, and same thing with siblings as best friends. How are we going to attack that? It becomes a way of life for the parents that says, how am I going to create opportunities? And even, you know, we were talking before the podcast and said, oh, my goodness, you know, it is so annoying when siblings fight. I mean, it just gets on every last nerve of the parent <laughs> when the siblings don't get along. And yet... Um, what if we see that not as a um, as a fight, as a as a frustration, but as an opportunity? Even yeah. to see how it's again, it's a value. So how are we going to shape them and to say, oh wow, there's a fight going on right here. This is an opportunity to teach. It's an opportunity yeah. to invest because eventually that's not going to happen. Yeah, totally. And that is just shout out to all you parents here. Um, seizing the opportunity time and time again it is exhausting 
Like even when he was saying it earlier, he's like, yeah, it's just an opportunity to do I'm like, you know how many opportunities I have every day to correct and teach every and hour love and discipline and disciple you like, you know how many of those I have? Like sometimes you're just tired, but just to encourage you, like keeping that vision in front of you, even if it's just like a, Hey, let's not fight because we y'all, your siblings are your best friends. It might not feel like it's day, but it will one day. Just that little phrase, incorporating that into your daily verbiage towards your kids would be helpful. It might not have to be like a full sit down lecture every time right now. Maybe you need those in your day, but just encourage your parents who are like, I'm sick of the opportunities. Just encourage you that like maybe just one phrase of like your sibling is your best friend. Let's honor them. Add that into there. And I know one of the frustrating things for me was seeing the same thing happen over and over and (laughs) over and over again. It's like, I mean, we've told this child <laughs> at a, a 500 times to be nice to his brother. And the 501st time, he's still, I mean, he's still doing it. <laughs> and and so I, I, and then one of the things I want to encourage parents with is that it does take that. I yeah. mean, in, in order to break, not always, because there's some kids and some sibling relationships that happen easier than others. I mean, we've had definitely had all kinds of that stuff between. I mean, think about it. We have like seven kids that have each child has six different sibling relationships yeah so you know there's 40 something relationships there <laughs> we've de- out of the 40 something relationships there's definitely been some that have easier to knit together and some that were harder yeah but they're all worth it you know and and we literally would watch those relationships to see how, what what was kind of a, almost like a grading amount yeah. And saying, okay, wow, these guys are getting along. That's great. Let's keep that going. Let's encourage that. Wow, this one's not working. What are we going to do to make these kids come together? And over time, it will work. I mean, it just really will. I mean, yeah. I can't guarantee it. But, man, if you put intention to it, chances are it's going to happen. You're going to have a much greater chance anyway. Mm-hmm. That sibling relationship is just so valuable. And I think as parents, sometimes we underestimate the value of it. We, you know, we just wanted to set out, we wanted to have a bunch of kids or we wanted to have a great family or, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the thinking is exactly when it comes to building a family, but the way that the siblings interact with each other, that's their first chance to learn how to interact with the outside world. Mm -hmm. That's how they're going to get along in their classroom. And that's how they're going to, you know, fight with their, their spouse later on. And, um, even how to, you know, they're going to perform at their job is how they're going to do that and so it's actually a practice ground you know an 18 year practice ground in that relationship that's safe mm-hmm. because there's unconditional love there I mean I watch Everly and Truett have knocked down drag outs and then walk that's away Madeline's kids. yeah there's Madeline's kids and walk away not being mad at all there's no grudge they're not <laughs> mad I mean nothing Everly kicks Truett in the face and Truett cries and Everly says I'm sorry and Matt and Truett's like okay and moves on he I said mean, he told her he said that hurt my face a little but it hurt my heart a lot more <laughs> he's five and so to give him the words and she says you know i'm sorry i mean and so i just so they're learning that i mean at some point in time everly's she's not going to kick her friends in the face because she's learning not to do that now because she's learning that it hurts the face but it really hurts the heart and so those are the opportunities that you're talking about that our kids are finding their boundaries when it comes to relationships and how to interact in those relationships when things don't go their way when someone takes their toy or doesn't play their game right or or when they're just feisty and want to be annoying yeah one of the things that was really helpful to me to understand is and it's along the points you're talking about is our kids 
siblings love each other. They don't always like each other. But when you really talk to even a young um, child and you say, do you love your sister? Oh, yeah. You know, no even, doubt. No even, hesitation. Yeah, even, and they really are sincere in that. You know, there are times where bitterness has built up, where there is, you know, real resentment towards a sibling. But that's not the norm. I mean, even when like, you know, I remember my brother, you know, he didn't treat me like he liked me. <laughs> but if I talked to other people, they would say, oh, yeah, he thinks the world of you. Oh. I'm like. Really, <laughs> I mean, same brother. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know. But, um, but, or he says good things about you behind your back, mm-hmm. you know. Because, and I think that's just an example of a lot of times the, the the siblings want the best for each other, but then they go, but they're so annoying. Mm-hmm. And so our job as parents is to help them overcome and their that annoyance. Oh, okay, you know what. I have people that are annoying to me as well. Let's talk about with the Lord how we help change our attitudes towards all people that are annoying, in particular our siblings, you know, (laughs) and and how we deal with that, you know, and we don't deal with that by, you know, when we get frustrated with them, making sure we stick out our foot and trip them when they come by, you know, I mean, that's, you know, as a little kid or when we, you know, all the things, think about the things that, that siblings do to each other. They run it, they run each other down, mm-hmm. you know, in the house. I'm talking about older. I'm not talking about your kids. I'm talking about as they get older, you know, then they, um, they are jealous of one another or they scream at one, get out of my room. You're annoying. You know I mean? All those things that, that, um, just really do hurt a sibling. And so we're dealing with, you know, with that sibling, how to overcome that in their sibling, which also helps them to deal with annoying people in general. <laughs> totally, totally. You used to say that to us all the time, Mom. Like, essentially, you'd say, if you can't deal with this, then God's going to keep putting this person, this type this of person in your life. Yeah. Would you, how, was it, how would you say it? I, I would just say, if you can't figure out how to get along with your sister and her annoying behaviors now, then God's going to give you a teacher, a best friend, a spouse, a boss. I mean, you're just going to have this annoying personality in your life until you figure out how, you know, until you and God, until you lean yeah. on God, until he gives you the insight or the patient that you need, or you're going to raise your kid, or you're going to have a kid that's just like that you're going to spend all day every day with. And I think that's probably what terrified y'all the most. Oh my gosh, I got to figure out how to deal with this perfectionist, you know, mentality or this, um, you know, uh, emotional, you know, fly off the handle or this preferences, you know, the different things. Macy and I laugh because Everly, my three-year-old little girl, is a lot like Macy, very cuddly, very emotional. And I, she's always like, good thing you dealt with me. Good thing you figured out how to deal with me when we were young because you're raising me now. Like, she's like, it's like and every time Macy comes over, she's like, I just get Everly. I'm like, good, tell me about her because I'm lost. Yeah. So it is, it's so equipping, like being equipped as a child on how to deal with your siblings and love them and have a healthy relationships with them. I remember by my first year of marriage, I came home from something Larry and I did and Macy and I, Macy was mad at me about something and she essentially was like, she like, we got in a fight, but it was just like a, she was like, well, Madeline, you shouldn't have said that because it was rude. And I was like, I didn't mean for it to be rude. I was da 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 And we just went back and forth and dialogued it out. And then she said, she's like, yeah, I understand. I'm sorry that I like was so rude to you just then. And, and then I was like, I forgive you. I just felt misunderstood. And we just essentially hashed out the whole fight right there in the middle of the kitchen in front of everyone. And we like, was, I was driving back that night and Larry was like, 
that was crazy. <laughs> he was like, I have never seen someone just like hash it out. And we don't do that every time, but he's like, I've never seen someone just like hash it out, forgive each other, move on and be done. He's like, I've seen people be passive aggressive and go behind each other's back and not talk to each other and go talk to someone else about it. He's like, but y'all just hash it out and moved on. And, and he was, and he was like, that makes sense why you fight like that in our marriage. Like that makes sense why you're just like, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, you know? And so anyway, just, it was like that I was equipped on how to have conflict as a child, healthy conflict and end up with a resolution of being a best friend when I was young through their vision and through the other thing that I was noting is that y'all essentially said you switched individualistic lifestyles to a more communal lifestyle. So we're all going to the sporting events. We're all going to celebrate each other mm-hmm. in this area. We're all going to be involved in youth group. We're all going to play with the same toys. We're all, and that might be hard if one kid likes sports and one kid likes art, but finding something they but both But you can still like. incorporate that. Yeah. You're doing that right now. Yeah. There is an area of like, okay, maybe we like to color sport pages or like maybe we like to paint basketballs you know like whatever it is just like make switching from like individualistic like I've got my room my toys my stuff to maybe a more communal way of living which um, is why all you wonderful parents should have lots of children so you can you can enjoy all these different, all these different sibling personalities and they can name all kinds of practice in all kinds of relationships we're just kidding yeah. but but I think it is I mean uh, you know um, how do you tie your siblings? You know, we've we've come this. We have we have believe in this so much that um, our vision is, and I want all of our parents' vision to be: not only how do you get your kids to stop fighting, how do you get your kid and and help help them to manage conflict? How do you get your kids to invest in one another? How do you get your kids to really believe in the other one so much? Mm-hmm. And so much of that is is also creating um, vision for their role in their sibling's life. I mean, how, Madeline, how many times did we tell you about the influence you were having oh, yeah. on your old, on your younger siblings in particular? Yeah, all the time, all the time. And, and so, and that's one of those other you know themes that need to be put into the family is you are going to have a great impact. You know, that it, it ties into, do you love your sibling? Do you love your little sister? Yes, I do. Well, why? You, do you see that when you treat her like that, it hurts her? Well, do you want to hurt her? Yeah. No, I don't want to hurt her. Okay, then let's work with God about how we can change your beliefs and your actions so that you don't hurt her. Totally. And, and and we start to work through that, um, Start work to work through them, understanding their influence, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a great thing to be talking to your kids about. Yeah, going it goes back to vision. You give vision for siblings as best friends, and vision for their influence. That's amazing. And yeah, and just to encourage your parents, like what, like think about your current family reunions and the holidays when you're with your siblings. And maybe that's like a fun time, or maybe it's just like a requirement. Like, oh, we've got to go see the family for Christmas. What if, like, when in twenty years from now, when your kids have kids and they're hanging out what if it's something that they really want to be at like we look forward to our holidays and the times we can be together we're all just like pumped about it because it's just a time that we get to be together as siblings so vision for the future all right last i guess just last little question for you guys before you give your last thought but, <laughs> <laughs> um, one more we have time for one more yeah specifically like what do you do when your kids are we talked about it a little bit but verbally harsh towards each other or verbally tear each other down 
How do you keep kindness in your home? What are some phrases that y'all have used or vision that y'all have for like keeping kindness towards siblings? Well, I think that so often um, we tend to get really mad about it, you know, and we will tend to, I I can't stand it when you fight, you know, that type stuff. Um, Yeah. I just, I don't think that's the right attitude about it, but it's okay to be firm about it. Mm -hmm. You know, is that, is that Madeline, you will not talk to your sister that way. I mean, it's, it's not a negotiable where, Oh, sometimes it's tolerated. It's just, it's a standard that says, we honor and respect our siblings. And so in the same way, you know, I tell my kids the same way, I don't ever get the right to yell at you. I can be firm with you as a dad and I can say, we won't do that, but I don't ever get the right to yell at you. And the same standard happens between siblings too. And so I think that's a great first step is so often, we have a sibling, you know, he's copying me. And then all of a sudden the mom just goes, I can't stand this. Mm-hmm. And then it just becomes this escalating thing. And it's like, no, we don't do that. But we do say, you know what? You don't get to tear down your sibling. Mm-hmm. You don't get to yell at your sibling. In our house, that's not what we do. Kind of like, we're not going to lie in our house. You know, yeah. certain things are your values and you think that's what we stand on. It's okay to stand up for it as long as you don't do it with anger. Yeah, that's great. I think, um, I think kindness is one of the qualities that, um, that we really, really go, should really go after in our family. Um, it's just such a blessing. I mean, if you're watching any kind of movie or you read any kind of reel, if you see anything where someone shows kindness, you know, if the bad guy ends up being kind, it just breaks your heart. I mean, and so that's where it's grown. It's, it's in our home. And so we have to be, um, we have to teach it and we, we have to show it lead by example. If you're kind to your children, they're going to be kind back to you. If you're, if you, if they see you be kind to their siblings, they're going to be kind to their siblings. If you're, you know, harsh or mean, then they're going to be that. So they're know, know that they're watching you. So it starts with you to be kind, but I would say that kindness to teach our children. And so assuming that you're being kind now, It's either reactive or um, proactive when it comes to kindness. And so if a a sibling does something that's mean to one sibling, how do you teach kindness in that situation? That's reactive. Like with Truett and Everly, it just, it hurt my heart. So now you're reactively say, Everly, when you do that, that hurts his face, but it really hurts his heart. And so you, and I remember doing that with you guys going past the assault to the feeling. How Mm -hmm. did that make them feel? Because that's what we're going after. The assault is, the assault literally was just, you're out of control. Mm -hmm. You've lost your self-control and you reacted. But what really happened was, and so how do you fix that? And so that was, that's the first thing, but the proactive thing, that's what I think that we, um, that when we do that as a family, so what does that look like? You are fixing toast and you say, instead of handing it to the child, you say, here, give this to your brother. Mm -hmm. And so now you're teaching, you know, or they want a snack. Okay. Like anytime I, you know, just like a, I know I did it with y'all, but I see it now. If I give Everly a vitamin C, I give her, go give one to Everly, Juliet and, or go, and to yeah. Truett. And so you're building that in kindness. Oh, you're drawing a picture. Who are you drawing it for? 
And so now they're not drawing it for themselves anymore. They're, it's now, so kindness, the root of kindness is thinking of others. Mm-hmm. And so if you, if you can build that and you can grow that as you, then they're investing in their siblings. Yeah, And, and also Sweet. along those lines, when you see a child being nice to their sibling, we so often we just get onto them when they don't do it. Wow. Did you see that? I, I mean, love it. Did you're you being see? so kind yes. to your sister. Oh my goodness. That, do you know how much that warms my heart mm-hmm. when you do that? I mean, and just going over the top, um, you know, and creating opportunities. I love the idea of creating, like, for example, you know, you guys used to have to clean your room every night before you went to bed. Well, okay. You know, younger siblings having some trouble cleaning their room up. Would you help her mm-hmm. creating opportunities for the older child to go in and help the younger child and have success? And then you go back in. Wow, aren't you glad that your sister helped you with this? And now you got all your clothes picked up and now the room's clean. And we can read stories. This is awesome. Wow, yeah. so glad you guys got through that or, you know, helping them with homework or whatever. Um, so much so that um, I believe that those types of things create the opportunity for eventually and it really has happened in our house where the older sibling really tries to look out and tries to invest in the younger sibling and looks for ways to do that rather than looks for ways to hurt them or be mean to them yep that's awesome that is so awesome okay one last thought i was just thinking about this what would you say to a parent you guys if like let's say they're like we're too far gone our kids are 13 and 15 and they hate each other hate each other they're boy and girl they're polar opposite they like if, if we're in the same room they just whatever 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 like what would you what would be your word of encouragement or a few practicals that you'd be like this they're listening to this podcast they're like that's great your kids are three and five you've got all the time in the world to figure this out our yeah. kids are they hate each other you know like what would you what would you tell them how would you encourage them or equip them Man, I would take, the, let's say it's a 15-year-old daughter, 13-year-old son, you know, just for, uh, just to um, put a real-life example to it or whatever. I would, a 15-year-old daughter, I would take them out on a date just by themselves and just say, hey, um, I value and, and really value the relationship between, I know we haven't done this as much as we should, but we want to really value the relationship between you and your brother. Um you're the oldest one. How can we fix this relationship? You know, what can we do? What would be your thoughts, Maria, or whatever her name is? You know, um, God, and, with an M if you're yeah. in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, what would be your thoughts about um, how we could um, help this relationship thaw and get better? Just take a positive step in this relationship, and just it may take a couple of dates, but just say, and, and, and then she might not be able to say anything at the time. And just, mm-hmm. and if that's true, just say, I get it. You know, it's been tough. We, we haven't served you guys as well as we could as parents in this relationship. Would you think about it and get back with me? Would you, can we schedule some time maybe, you know, in, in a week or so and, and let's, or a couple of days and, and let's think about it. I think just asking them how to do it kids can be very helpful. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, and so casting vision and, and, and helping them for sure do that, it, very, very important. 
the one thing that I would say when it comes to any of the relationships in the relationship line, but let's say it's these 15, 13 year old is time together. And so have your 15 year old, take your 13 year old, mm-hmm. get them in the car. I was at Madeline when you said that, that was revolutionary to you and Molly's relationship Yeah, about that age, you know, yeah. 16, you know, right around there, they drove to school together. Mm-hmm. And so put them in a, you know, put them in a, and if they're not, if they're not quite driving it, let's say they're, they're, they're 10 and eight, you know, I was, um, read a story that I thought was absolutely precious. They called it an ice cream date. And so the kids were fighting. They put them in the car. They drove them to Sonic. They got, made them go sit down at a table and Cute. buy an oh, well, and they fun. had to eat an ice cream. The dad sat in the car yeah. and waited, you know, and, yeah. and let him work it out, whatever that was. And they, and, and they had to stay until they were laughing. I mean, and it didn't take long because mm-hmm. the, 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 they, we want to be friends with our siblings. So, I would just say that it's definitely not too late. That's a great question. You know, cast vision with each sibling. I would say both of them. Your sister's valuable. Your brother's valuable. You know, invest in each other. But then encourage them. Here's 20 bucks. Y'all go get a you know, burger or something like that. And put them face to face with each other. If they're the same age, I would say make them share a room. We had a pastor that told us the other day that, that he did that with his two daughters. And there's like a eight year age gap between the two of them. And they shared a year, they shared a room. Same for, gender, not same, same gender. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Same gender for six months. And she, they said it was very difficult, but they have a <laughs> radically different relationship now because of it. Mm-hmm. And so depending on how far gone it is and, and how costly it needs to be, I, w- I mean, go on vacation is another thing. Have them share a room on vacation, mm-hmm. get them face to face with each other. Um, yeah, get awesome. adversity, you know, something, get them, get them, you know, parallel, get the same, some kind of a similarity in their lives so that they can see the value of the person that's in front of them. That's awesome. Wow. Way to go. You guys, you nailed it. If you have more uh, questions, you should totally email them because they really actually do read your questions and listen to them and answer them and have a bazillion and 50 resources that they can point you in every direction to answer every parenting question. They are experts. So (laughs) said by our daughter, we we paid her to say that. Yeah, exactly. They they give me room and board for a week. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you guys. And uh, thanks for, thanks for listening. And as always go be crazy, crazycoolfamily.com.